0: When we get deep on life and self-awareness and happiness, that's the type of community that we've created. We've actually even hired out. We call it a, a happiness coordinator. Wow. Who just is there to make sure people are experiencing what they want to in their lives. So I I consider this more of a life organization than a real estate company.
1: This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that
2: keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead
1: generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming and more we've had the opportunity to help over a hundred thousand entrepreneurs over the last 20 years it's really been amazing if you'd like to see how we can help you and your business be sure to check out remindermedia.com stay paid marketing that's remindermedia.com stay paid marketing take action on that today
2: Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Steich along with Luke Acri. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. Our guest today is Jason Martin, who's been selling homes in the D.C., Northern Virginia, and Maryland region for over a decade now. And Jason and his team have been recognized by the Wall Street Journal as one of the top teams in the entire country. Jason, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here.
0: Yes, yes. Let's get everybody paid. Let's do that. How are we going to do that right now as fast as possible? Yeah, that is the million-dollar
1: question, my man. I love it. Uh, Jason, loved meeting you at Janet's event there uh, down in D.C. Janet Brink. Yeah, Janet Brink, who yep. we had on the show. So definitely go check that out episode if you guys haven't heard that episode yet. She's a baller. She's amazing. But would love to kind of hear your story, right? You're running a, a top group. You're you know on the Wall Street Journal as a top team. You know, tell us a little bit about your journey in getting into real estate and building out your business.
0: Yeah. So uh, I get the, the question a lot, like how you got into real estate what was the decision-making process. Uh, truth be told, I was a, a sports anchor before I got into real estate in 2003. Wow. What sports? And, uh, what, what sports? Uh, a local station in Augusta, Georgia. Nice. And uh, was the number one guy in Wilmington, North Carolina. So Dang, man. Straight out of college. Chased a childhood dream, and then a couple years uh, down that path was looking for a new new career because that one just didn't have a uh, I, you didn't you couldn't control your own destiny. Yeah. And uh, while it was fun, it didn't uh, didn't give me the flexibility to do things I wanted to do in life financially and family wise. And uh, I called a good friend of mine who was a mortgage loan officer at the time and said, "I need a career change." And he said, "Well, why don't you become a real estate agent?" And I went like this get ready. You guys are going to want to take notes here. The process was so complicated. I went, I like people. I can't sit behind a desk and I don't want my earning potential to be capped. Check, (laughs) check, check. I got my real estate license and 20 years later, here we are.
1: And in the barrier to entry, which we could probably debate whether it's a good thing or bad thing, it's not very hard. That's just, you know, take a, take a test and you got your license. Go hang your bro- or license yeah, somewhere 30, with a broker. 30 hours later, you're good. Man. Yeah, ex- it. exactly.
0: Yeah. Got you- it was easy enough for me to get into, so we jumped right in. Okay,
1: so tell us a little bit about um, kind of where you're at today. Like, what's the size of your team and then, like, yeah. volume-wise, stuff like that?
0: You got it. So we we, we run between, like, 225, 250 units annually, okay. and we'll, we'll run around 150 million in volume. Whew. There are... Uh, 18 producing agents on the team we have 2.5 full time staff members okay. and uh and that's how that's how we run i always tell everybody how do you get
1: question, 0.5 staff members by the way I, i'd love to well
0: we kind of yeah. like in my mind it's a 0.5 <laughs> it's like a, somebody that's not quite full time, but okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. But she's awesome, by the, I'm the way. I'm imagining don't, half
1: a person, and you know, AI yeah. bot, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly, a <laughs> half person. Uh, so, no, don't tell her I said that. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can't get her full time. She's like, no, I won't do full time. I'll just do this. I'm like, I'll take it. Uh, so that's how we operate. But the other thing with that is, like, everybody, we we do that for perspective, right? Like, what's the volume? What's the team look like, yep. and all that other stuff. I, I go to so many conferences. and so many events with people, and. And I always tell everybody, you know what? That actually doesn't matter, Mm. right? Like Mm. I think as an industry, we look at that just too much and go, oh man, they do all of this and they put us way up here. Like I can never get there. And like, to me, it only matters just to say who we're talking to. It doesn't matter in the context of your listeners of where they want to be and where they want to go with their business.
2: Where can an agent go today to start generating leads or start generating business? Like, where are you seeing your agents having the most success or what have you had the most success in, in terms of building that pipeline and, and seeing, fulfilling that unlimited earning potential?
0: So we're in a transition phase for, for almost 20 years. Our primary source of of business has been sphere of influence. You guys have heard all this before, right? Past clients.
2: Never gets uh, old though.
0: You name it. We're (laughs) like 70, 80% of, of that. Mm. Uh, we do not do Zillow. We don't do realtor.com. We aren't paying for leads. Uh, we don't have ISAs. We don't, we don't operate in that format. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying we n- and never actually done that. The, the pivot we're in, in this exact moment in time. Um, and, and this won't come as a surprise to either of you guys is we are now starting to generate leads with video. And so we're going all in, all in on video, uh, whether that be Instagram or Facebook, whatever platform you choose. And that is, that is uh very refreshing for us. We're like, Ooh, there's a grant. There's a, there's a, there's a bigger way to get in front of a larger audience and generate leads in bulk and, and, and just double, triple, quadruple the database size. Mm. We're we're eyes wide open and we're running at this thing with video right now.
2: What types of video? And then how does that, like how does that actually look in terms of converting to a lead? Like how is a video bringing in a lead?
0: Yep. So, uh, my business partner's name is John Coleman. You guys can check him out on Instagram. It's coffee with Coleman. The dude is so much better at it than I am. Um, so he just runs with it and I just follow his lead. And so he's, he's, uh, his activity is daily where he's touring homes and like, Hey, Take a look at this home. What can 1.5 million get you in Washington, D.C.? Mm. And he's really, really good at it. And he's uh, his, his content is very consistent. And that's a word that I'm sure is going to come up in this conversation, uh, consistency. So that's what we're finding is the key. It's no secret, but it's the one word. I bet if there's a word that you guys were able to pick out from speaking to a bunch of real estate agents, the one word that high achievers <clears throat> constantly repeat. Is that word? I yeah. guarantee you there's no other word. Yeah, no it's the number one.
2: It's so interesting you say that when we have a Facebook group for our clients and they'll request, and we ask them as part of the requesting process, what's the one thing you struggle with the most in your marketing? And yeah. consistency is by far the number one response.
0: And isn't that the gap? Like I, I, I was thinking about this at five thirty this morning. Like, man, there is only one gap that everybody has. Mm. It's just that. It is because I don't man. think what we do is complicated. I really don't. Yep. Uh, that sounds overzealous, but you can do whatever form of lead generation you want. In fact, we've got 18 agents on the team. We don't require them to do specific types of lead generation, period. Mm-hmm. I asked them to choose three or four things they want to do. Open houses, um, some may want to do door knocking, very few, but um, whether they want to do cold calling, also not a huge fan, but the, the options available, we could Google it right now. So we could talk about lead generation. But really, the only conversation in growth and development is consistency. And I view that, I'll I'll, I'll plant this seed with you guys, I view that as a personal growth challenge, not as a business development challenge. And the lens in which we train our agents at the Jason Martin Group is, this isn't a business challenge, the business isn't complicated. Mm. This is a you challenge, this is a personal growth challenge, and how do you consistently want to show up in your life, and then apply that to your business and watch your business go up three, 400%.
1: That's so well said, man. I told Megan, my wife this morning, I said, the one good thing about 75 hard, because uh, I completed that challenge not too long ago, it's like the biggest takeaway for me was realizing how like inconsistent even someone like myself is in being consistent 75 days straight in something is like, you never do that for anything in your life like it's like when i did the challenge i realized wow there is nothing i do in my life besides the subconscious stuff that you don't even realize like brushing yeah, in yeah, your yeah, teeth and stuff it. like right. that that you do for 75 straight days like literally reach out to your sphere for 75 straight days cold call for 75 straight days door knock for 75 straight days i guarantee you your your business will skyrocket just because of that consistency there but there's just so few things you ever do and that's why 75 hard was such a good uh kind of reminder to me of like, yes, man, if I want to make a change, you just got to commit for 75 straight days. And Alex or Mosey, who's blowing up all over the place, he has, yeah. he calls it the hundred, uh, basically do for a hundred, basically a hundred dials for a hundred days or a hundred push ups for a hundred days, pick something, he calls it the rule of hundred. And it's basically whatever you want to do, do it for 100 straight days and do it 100 times a day and he says you will master and it will it will you'll become rich he says you can't help but become rich and successful after doing it yeah
0: that. i love his book the 100 million dollar offer or that's a fascinating i got my kids reading that book right now so hopefully something will stick with that i'll do you one better just the other week you're going to 75 into 100 that's an advanced level right that's a whole nother level 2 weeks ago i issued our team a 30 day challenge and i said hey you guys can pick anything you want to do for 30 days Some of them said, make their bed. Others said, I'm going to read every day. And then I told them right in that exact same conversation, I said, I promise you one thing. Here's the promise I'm going to give to you. That when we check back in two weeks, only 1%, 5%, 10% of you are going to have been able to stick with it for two weeks. And the two-week call was just the other day, and guess who was right?
2: (laughs) No way. They they didn't do it just out of defiance to prove you wrong.
0: No one did. No one, like two, two of us. Right. And, and I'm one of them, whatever. I'm not any better than anybody else, but I'm saying, and then the interesting thing was, and this was an observation that we pointed out. And as I started to hear it, I heard wins coming in. They're like, well, I I switched it from um, every day to weekdays or I got most days. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. So I said, here's what I'm hearing. You guys made progress and you're giving yourself um, a free pass. And people are really good. And, I, and I'm working on this myself. I don't think I've got this figured out, but we ended up down this path. I think people are really good at finding ways to give themselves free passes mm. and and tricking their mind into believing they're making the progress they want to make with some steps. And in reality, you need 75 hard or 100 of something. And, and I think Man, that's the freaking game changer. And so um, that's what I'm working on myself.
1: And you have to have a leader in your life, a mentor, someone that is willing to call you out. Like the, the most memorable story I know about Michael Jordan is when he shared with Tony Robbins that the person that made one of the biggest impacts on his life was the coach in high school that told him he didn't make the team. And he said, you're more talented than, than all the people. Because Jordan was like, what do you mean I didn't make the team? I'm more talented than these people. Yeah, but you don't show up. You don't have the heart. And he goes, show up every single day for practice for the next year, and I'll guarantee you a spot on next year's team. And Jordan did it. And what is so remarkable about that story is years and years later, championship guy, right? He doesn't remember the people in the crowd that were telling them he was great. The person who made the big impact on his life that is the one who called him out on his BS that called him out and said, Hey, no, 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 I'm not going to accept this from you. And that is so hard in leadership. You have 18 agents on your team. It is so hard to come in and be like, as much as I know, you're not going to like me in this moment. I don't need you to like me. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to be the ultimate truth teller. And in the end, you'll look back and go, wow, you know, Luke, he, he helped change my life. Or Josh, he helped change my life because of what he called me out on. But just, no everybody surrounds themselves with people who are like unicorns and rainbows. They don't put anybody yep. in their life that will call them out and be hard <laughs> on them.
0: Can I, uh, can I elaborate on that story a little bit? If, if my memory serves me correctly, that Jordan story, he went to Laney High School in Wilmington, North Carolina and I actually got to interview not only Michael Jordan I actually interviewed the coach and it's terrible it's, it was 20 years ago I can't remember the coach's name but I interviewed both of those guys so I got that's to amazing, interview Jordan man it was pretty and I got a picture man It's in my house and I'm like there it is that's me and Jordan I promise you and wow. so uh so I asked Jordan this question and this was when he was with the Wizards and they were training in Wilmington North Carolina uh that was you know post uh, Post-retirement one, I believe it was. And so I had to ask him a question. I said, Mike, do you see any of yourself in some of these younger players? And there are guys from North Carolina and some talented names you would remember 20 years ago. And he looks at me and he goes, not really. With full confidence. And I was like, that's Jordan. And that's how confident of a dude he was. And I love that story about Michael Jordan. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. You can see it in his eyes. You guys watch The Last Dance, obviously. Yeah, you man. Yeah,
1: just freaking unbelievable.
0: I've watched it three or four times. You can look in his You could put it on mute and look in that dude's eyes and be like, I know what he's
1: got. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you see yeah. it in in all the like the Tom Brady's, the Kobe Bryant's, the the Tiger Woods. I'm sure, like I'm a sports guy too, so I'm sure you see it in other industries as well or other uh, categories of masters at their craft. But it's just something about them. And what I loved about the Last Dance and, and Jordan and stuff is like he would use every slight, yeah, as a as a motivation, and that is huge, man. I don't know if you find that in your business. It's like an agent leaves you or a deal falls through, the ability to take that and use that as a motivator, not a demotivator. And that's a critical thing that I don't think people truly learn how to master. It's like every punch, every slight, every knock, every loss, everything is like a motivator to you, not a demotivator.
0: It's interesting. Uh, I, I I do watch a lot of sports as well. Uh, I watched an interview with Brandel Chambly on the Golf Channel. I don't know if you guys watch golf or follow golf oh, a little yeah. bit. And he said something that stuck with me very, very well. And and I never thought about it until he articulated it this way. When you look at the athletes that are at the top of their profession in the peak of their career, a lot of them don't like themselves in that exact moment. Mm. And mm. I went, oh, like – like you see in that interview with Jordan on the last dance, there's a spot where he got emotional because he knew he wasn't treating people right. Mm. Like he had to pause the freaking camera. And so they have this ability to turn this thing on and become a different version of themselves. And I'll say this, n- not because people don't aspire to be that, but be careful what you're wishing for because you may become someone you don't like. Wow. So I played that game with myself and I'm like, dude, I'm not that <laughs> like I can't be that hard. So I think a lot of this is self-awareness too. So be very careful. I think we can change our habits and change some of the good things that we, that we need to be doing. Um, but be careful if you start playing mind tricks with yourself, because you may not like the version of yourself that, that comes through and we work on that. So I'm trying to, if you guys have this figured out, like, how can I trick myself in like let that motivate me without actually changing- Yeah, without the losing the Person. EQ
1: and the, yes. Uh, and That's the, what I'm seeking. Oh man, I, I wish I could figure it out too. I've talked to, you know, Dan, my brother, right? Yeah. I've <clears> talked <throat> to him about this as I go, what makes a lot of these great people, because we've just been so blessed to interview great people like you and surround ourselves with amazing people. And I just go, a lot of times they have the ability to basically- they, they. lots of times people can't do what they need to do because they, they just are so concerned of what other people are thinking and so concerned of how they're coming across and they don't want to be perceived poorly. And the ones who make it are able to turn that off. And unfortunately, what happens to them is like the greatest salesmen, they're able to, hey, I can ask you for the order and make you uncomfortable because I know you're uncomfortable, but I know this uncomfortability is going to cause change for you and it's going to be beneficial. It's value-driven. And so the greatest salespeople are able to do this. But what happens to a lot of these people is they get so good at turning that off that all of a sudden they lose touch with reality. And then they start mistreating people. The ultimate test is to be able... To be such a hardcore leader, but at the same time, never lose your ability to actually relate to people and actually care about people. Empathize is maybe the right word. And I just look at these great, great leaders and you go, man, the greatest ones are the ones that are able to not care what other people think, but they do care about the person. If that makes sense. It's like, I don't care what you think, but I care about you. And it's more important because nine times out of 10, you don't execute, you don't do what you're supposed to do because you care so much about the opinions or what's going to happen and what other people are thinking. And it's just such a hard balance. I don't, I haven't figured it out. It's such a hard balance. Um, But the ones that are really, really great, you realize, yeah, that's what they're able to do. They just, this has
0: become a therapy session, and it, I appreciate yeah, this, yeah. Josh and Luke. I, 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 You guys thought you were coming to get advice from me. I, I like the old saying, like, you know, I may not be the most intelligent in the room, but at the end of the conversation, I'm going to be the most informed. Mm. Uh, I have another challenge where um, I get so committed to other people's success that it chews on me. Mm-hmm. It chews on you me. You want it more I than
1: can't. them? Uh, I do. Yeah.
0: I do. And, and I'm trying to figure out this other balance of like, let me provide what I see is the path and then just let that be what it is. And they succeed or don't succeed. And I can't figure out that balance either of like, damn it, why aren't you, let's go. I got you. Let's go. I just become so committed to that. And it actually drains me a little bit. It actually absorbs some of my energy and, um, I'm trying to find that balance, too. You guys have that answer.
1: I wish I did. I will tell you what I've uh, gotten to. The place I've gotten to is realizing that the definition of success is the most critical. So you want other people to be successful in your definition of success, and I do too, because you can't help it, right? And we just did a podcast on attracting your tribe, and yeah. a tribe is people of alignment of goal and common values. Yeah. And so you, this is why it's so important. I never understood the, the value of mission and vision statements and core values of an organization. It always felt like words on paper. Yeah. yeah, it always felt like that, right? Now I understand oh man, it has to be what you truly believe and you have to live it. And it can evolve over time. It can change over time because you are the organization. It's a living organism, right? So it can evolve, but it has to be rock solid because when you go and attract these people who are on your team that are coming into you, they have to have that common characteristic, common core values, common like mind because you'll find yourself wanting something different for them than they want. And it's just a sign that, Hey, we're just not in alignment as an organization. It's not bad. It's just, you know, our definition of success. Now, what I've come to learn is it's okay for people to have a different definition of success that in my view is not successful. Right. So uh, like, here's a perfect example. Um, I have sales callers that have been with me for four years that can close 40 deals in a month, 50 deals in a month. And you should, on average, after you've been here with us for that long of time, you should be closing 40, 50 deals. you get 60, and, and, 80. But no, here's the thing. I have a caller that's closing 25 deals. Now, here's the reality. That caller is happy closing 25 deals. Their definition of success is being fulfilled. So I have a choice to make. The choice I have to make is this, is, okay... Does it not? Does it bring down the actual vision and mission of the organization to core values? Does it affect my culture? And two is, does it affect the bottom line economically? Does it that Do the numbers actually make sense? And what I found is, hey, the numbers actually make sense at 25. Right. Hey, the numbers make sense. It's okay. And it doesn't affect our culture in a negative way. Like I was telling myself it did because I, I actually looked into this and actually spent some time reflecting and realized, Luke, you're trying to enforce your version of success onto this person. And that's why you're churning people at a faster rate than you should because, Dude, not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan. Some people yeah. on the team are going to be the people you don't remember. I hate to say it that way, but they, but they supported yeah. the team. Who was the water boy on Michael Jordan's team? Tell me. I don't know who was the like you get by
2: Bobby get, Boucher. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, it's a long tangential thought. But where I've come to to realize is like, look, you got to be okay with people's success at different levels, realizing. The, the big determining factors, the, the vision and the mission, and making sure that that is not getting hindered by their level of success. If that's getting hindered, they're on the wrong vehicle. They're on the wrong bus. Yeah. I got to get yeah. them off the bus. But if it's not hindering my vision and mission, then I need to be okay with that seat of the bus. Otherwise, I'm just going to be churning people and it's wasting my time. You know? Yeah. But <clears throat> I love it. I don't know if that it's, makes any you know, sense to good. you guys. But, this
0: is good. I appreciate it. This
1: yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this, so, right? You have 18 agents. Yeah. Um, and uh, here's a big struggle I see for leaders. They build, they bring these agents in. Um, they train them up. Then the agent thinks they can do it better without you and not want the commission split. Mm-hmm. And they end up moving on. How do you attract agents to stay with you And how do you think about leading from a culture perspective and from a um, motivation perspective like we're talking about um, with these 18 team members that you have?
0: Well, part of it is um, I look at it like this. If you look at our industry and what you're specifically talking about is the revolving door of teams, Yep. right? If we're just, just call it what you're asking about, you're talking about what seems to be a revolving door. Uh, I know that I'm aware of that what we've gotten pretty good at, not systematically, not with like a ABA or disc or anything like that, not not the personality profile test. I've gotten really good at understanding who the person is just by reading people 20 years of trying to create and build relationships. So one of the the powers that we have, the superpowers, if you want to call it uh, is ability to understand who the person is before they come into the organization. I think, protects against that revolving door. Mm. So the better I get at understanding who they are and whether I can actually help them is a big component of it. I'm not just looking for anybody that does deals. I look for people that I actually can provide value in their lives. with. Mm. And if I can do that, they tend to stay around. And so when we get deep on life and self-awareness and happiness, that's the type of community that we've created. We've actually even hired out we call it a, a happiness coordinator. Wow. Who, who just is there to make sure people are experiencing what they want to in their lives. So I, I consider it more of a life organization than a real estate company, right? Wow. Um, that connectivity seems to do very, very well. And I've done it both ways. And and also, I don't think I've got it figured out. I'm just working on it like everybody else. Uh, I've done it where you just bring in numbers and units and, and churn and churn and churn. That actually burns me out regardless of whether the results are, are higher or not. I don't want a revolving door if I can help it. Uh, I draw energy from genuinely help people move, helping people move forward in their lives and just having them face that person in the mirror. So I need to be able to draw energy from them and I need to be able to give them my energy as well. So it's a two-way street. Like, am I going to be walk away from this conversation with this agent feeling energized and inspired? And are they going to feel the same thing and by doing that, I think the connectivity becomes greater. People look at, um, I've, I'm seeing it already because we're approaching the second half of the year, business plan clinic's coming up. We don't call ours a business plan clinic. Ours is a life plan clinic. I what the that. F do you want to get out of life? And then we'll build the freaking vehicle. That's and great. so that community understands. That's like, it's our core values. It's kind of who we are, right? Our beliefs, you were talking about it earlier. That's who we are. And then when you get the right type of people in the room, then they want to be around each other, right? So now they're wanting, they want they want to be around each other. And um, when a lot of people are going virtual downstairs in our office, you'll see six agents just hanging out at the table because they want to be around each other and um, just trying to keep it connected in a deeper in a deeper way uh, is is what I see as valuable. Whole another conversation. Um, that's just within my organization, and I, I'd like to change it on a brokerage level too. Right. Like, I think our industry is broken from how they view agents. Mm. Man, it's like paying a
1: license on a roster, basically.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. it's messed up. And, yeah, and it I've has been for that. a while. Our system is broken and I, I want to change it. Uh, I'd really like to change it in a much bigger uh, in a much bigger arena nationally, internationally and i'm i'm kind of tweaking behind the scenes to figure out how to do that uh, at a grander level just beyond the team
1: that would be amazing cuz i see the same pain point like it's doesn't help the agent and it definitely doesn't help the consumer because you're filling these rosters with mediocre agents that are that are not representing the industry well and then those agents are failing at a super high rate because it was just about hanging the license and getting one deal two deals out <clears> of them or whatever the fee and it doesn't help anybody. I love your idea of it's your life. You know, what yeah. the F do you want out of life? Yeah. And, and most people go through life not even knowing what they want. Like or they're never stopping to never think stopping about to think. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're like a leaf in the wind. They're just blowing. Like wherever life comes at them, it just blows them this way or that way. And then they feel like they're on a hamster wheel, and it's so sad. Well, no
0: one's ever actually sat down and talked to them about it. Literally parents, grandparents, yeah. there's no conversation around what do you want out of life? It doesn't happen in the schools. It doesn't happen at home. So like, I'm not even blaming them. I'm just saying people don't have the conversation. Agree, man. And so like, let's have it, man. Let's, let's have the conversation and go from there. Why
1: does it not happen in schools? Like everybody says the same thing. Like, why don't we teach freaking Tony Robbins and this type of mindset and all this stuff in school? Maybe it's just the, the the academic world sees it as almost too borderline intangible, like hokey pokey, like type, like.
0: Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know that answer, and it's funny. I, I, uh, I wrote a book. I wrote a memoir for my family at one point in time called "This is This is Your Captain Speaking." That's and, awesome. Um, I, it was it was such a fun experience. And typically, when you write a book, you start to get the urge to write another book. And this is a thing that's percolating inside of me. And I'm trying to figure out how can we get this life conversation into younger children fast. And so I got three kids and I don't even have that figured out yet. But damn, I want to figure that out, too. Like, man, let's let's how can we the book's got to be cool enough that they actually want to read it. But there's just got to be some tools and some takeaways that they can put into practice to really change the way we're thinking.
1: Did you ever take your how old are your kids, by the way?
0: the twins, boy girl twins that are fifteen and an 11-year-old girl.
1: eleven year old girl. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Have you ever taken them to like a conference, like done like that? I've thought about that. My, my kids are really young, too in, in four months, basically. But I'm think not right now, can you imagine me with with Evelyn at the conference? But I'm thinking to myself, maybe taking them to like some of these conferences to just get them in that ecosystem of hearing from these super successful people and stuff like that. I just wonder if that would help. I'd be interested. Yeah, that's in on Ava. my agenda, for okay. sure.
0: Uh, you know who does that pretty well? Uh, and, and you may have heard of this, but, uh, and I haven't been with Keller Williams for a long time. But back in the day, Keller Williams had a course called Quantum Leap. Okay, and that was my favorite course in that curriculum, which was about exactly what we're talking about. Gary Keller and and uh, nailed that. And then he, it's now I believe it's now called KW Kids Can, and he teaches um, he teaches a uh, young young teenagers some of this stuff and and i will try and get my kids into that at some some point in
1: time. yeah that, I, th- cool. I think that's a great idea yeah. it's like getting your yep. kids in that ecosystem because it's such an important conversation that so few people are intentional about having and trying to trying to get, <clears> get aligned <in> and
2: <clears throat> kids are interested in that like the, if you're sharing what you're learning um like that's what i would do we would all because my daughter's such a big reader i'm a reader so i'd always share with them what i'm reading or they're interested in stuff because we have this podcast. So, like, we're talking about things. They're like, oh, Dad, yeah. you have a podcast. Like, what did you talk about today? I was like, all right, well, here's what we talked about. And just kind of include that in the conversation. They are actually interested, and they do pick up on that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's cool. They're 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 following people that that uh, that I'll listen to. I'll just have stuff on the car, right, a different podcast. Yes, or yeah, exactly. Like that. And then they, it, it like, you, you don't have to say anything. They just kind of sit there. And you just keep driving. You're kind of like looking over like this. Like, yeah, maybe he's listening, right? Yep. And then next thing you know, he's like, hey, Dad, did you see uh, Did you see Sharon's uh, post, the real president? Did you see his new post? I'm like, no, which one is that? And of course I saw it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they start to follow people. And it's kind of cool, man. It, it is cool. They, all, they are very interested.
1: Yeah. 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 That guy puts out great content, man. Um, He's
0: speaking of leaders. Um, I got the hat on. You guys can see the hat, right? Mm It goes like this too, by the way. It's kind of (laughs) cool.
1: That is pretty sick.
0: You see that hairline's receding. Um, he's an amazing leader and he, he is somebody that I believe, uh, is, is in the process of changing the industry with, Mm -hmm. and, and he's, he's on a path and he's somebody that I'm following. Uh, I, I get lucky enough to speak with him probably, uh, two, three times every other week. Really, and man,
1: teams. that is amazing. amazing. Yeah.
0: He's yeah. truly, cool. truly amazing. And it, it's, you know, when somebody's coming from the right spot with the right ideas and just like, you know, the leaders, you can see them. You're Agreed. like, they're a magnet. You're like, that's my guy. And he's my guy, yeah. and uh, he's. He, I think he will. He will
1: ch- change our industry. Yeah, he's a, a super successful serial entrepreneur, and um, yeah. you know his content is phenomenal. I started following him. I think after you guys' conference that I met you guys at, I started following <laughs> yeah. him after that, and I was like, wow, I'm blown away by this guy. Uh, yeah, we'll too. have to it's try to get him on the the podcast. Like he's. I'll it, hook
0: you up. You want me to? Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you already have his email?
1: Um, I don't have his email now. Just his insta- Instagram. I'll do an
0: intro for you. Love and, that. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Thanks.
1: It's that awesome would be that would be amazing. Hey, real estate agents, are you looking for an incredible way to generate a consistent flow of new leads for your business? Try our Facebook lead generation program. The hardest thing for real estate agents when it comes to running Facebook ads is you're not sure how to create an audience on Facebook's management to actually be effective. You're not sure what the copy should be or the creative for the ad and even how much you should spend every single day to make sure you get a consistent flow of leads. We take care of all of that for you. Our team of Facebook lead generation experts have your back. After spending millions in Facebook ads ourselves, we know which ads generate the best leads, and we'll set everything up for you. Some of our clients have spent as little as $10 a day on their ads and are getting an average of 34 new leads every month. Plus, there's no contract, and you can pause your ads whenever you like. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp and start getting a regular flow of new leads as soon as tomorrow. That's remindermedia.com slash paid follow up. Take action on this today. Okay, so I gotta ask you because obviously you're a super successful mindset guy. Like you face adversity. How do you how do you overcome that adversity? What would you say to agents out there that are struggling right now, that can't get over that hump? How do they get themselves motivated? How do they get their candle burning again? What what's your thoughts?
0: A couple of thoughts. One, I think you constantly need to re, not constantly, but frequently need to reinvent yourself right? If you're doing something long enough or a long enough period in time, like it gets, it gets tiresome. It gets boring. It gets, so you got to find ways to keep yourself excited with the industry you're in. And whatever that means to you is whatever it means, like maybe a different form of lead generation, or maybe a different form of leadership with your own, within your own uh, organization. Like I'm having more fun 20 years in than I have been almost ever. Right. So, uh, but that's because I'm constantly trying to figure out, different things and different ways I can do stuff. Um, the other thing, are, are you following this guy, uh, Brian Johnson? He's got an app called heroic. Oh, uh, I'm no. just starting to tap into him. And his whole thing is the harder it gets. You need to quadruple down on your effort. Like mm. the harder the grind, the more it feels like complicated and hard. He's like quadruple the freaking effort. Mm. And so I'm going to try that out because look, I, I, I go through the same pains and challenges, everybody. I, I'm not done growing. I want to keep growing. So um, quadruple the effort. And he looks at a couple of different categories. Uh, it's energy, it's work and it's love. And so it's not just one, like hmm. just work quadruple the effort. But um, so I'm trying to figure that out. When you struggle, when you're in a slump, what's, what's the answer to, to have a, have a breakthrough. Uh, I do know part of it, like anytime we've ever had breakthroughs in our organization, it is honestly, guys, this is going to sound woo-woo, but anytime I've ever had a breakthrough or the team's had a breakthrough, we look inside and it becomes, how can I grow as a person? Yes. Like, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better leader? And anytime I want to grow professionally, I grow personally first. Mm. So whatever the challenge is, it's a personal growth challenge. And so… That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's and so good to me. That, that works. That, yeah, Jason. So good.
2: Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you.
0: Yeah. You can check me on Instagram. She's like Jason D Martin five, same thing on Facebook. You guys want to, uh, you guys want to do a call. We'll, we'll put a calendly link in. We can, you can book a one-on-one with me. No problem. Just happy to get to know everybody. And, uh, yeah thanks for having me on man you guys are you guys are awesome i i love love your content love what you're doing and and thank you for being who you are
2: appreciate it thank you jason we're going to include those links in the show notes thank you so much for listening you can get those show notes over at staypaidpodcast.com as well as the video of this episode and if you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support hop on over to apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review we'd really appreciate it and of course the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with somebody if you want to get a hold of me or luke you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com and of course you you can follow us on social media as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast for this episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Steik.
1: Guys, I'm Luke Aikery. Jason, thank you so much, man. You are the real deal. Really appreciate you, brother. I love your energy too, and your and your insight. So, just this is the first time I've really gotten to talk to you at length. So, it's been awesome and a pleasure. Everybody who's listening to this, take advantage. I know you're going to put five or ten spots on your calendar to actually talk to agents. We're going to put that calendar in the show notes. Uh, but this guy's the real deal. I mean, eighteen agents on his team, the the units he's doing, and then. And just how he thinks about the process, I would highly recommend that you guys connect with him. Hopefully, I don't blow up your calendar too much, Jason. But uh, you know, blow appreciate it. Up, it. Yeah. Work. But here's my action item for everybody on this, and, and I'll kind of give you two action items because I want to give you something really tangible from a marketing standpoint, but then also tangible from a mindset standpoint. And most people we talked about, they go through life unintentional they're not intentional about their life they're not intentional about where they're going they're not intentional about what they want i want to challenge you today sit down and write down actually what you want what you want what do you want your life to look like right you hear all these great coaches these great mentors talk about where do you see yourself in 20 years have you ever written that letter to yourself in 20 years this is where i want to be this is what i want my life to look like it doesn't have to be 20 years it could be next year it could be 5 years but take some time that 10 minutes will be so worth it to put your life in perspective and then second Get on video. I mean, this got, this has got to be, I don't know, the 20th guest that is telling us that they are video, 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 and it is starting to produce leads. And it makes so much sense. 60 to 70% of all the business comes from Sphere why do you get business from the sphere? It's about a relationship. Why do you have a relationship? Because people know, like, and trust you. They got to know you somehow. Video (laughs) is the one form of marketing that I see out there where people can get to know you in the way they kind of do face-to-face over a piece of marketing that email can't do, that a social media post can't do, that a piece of direct mail can't do. And Josh and I are in this business. like We know this stuff. And so I would encourage you, get on video. And if you are nervous because you're like, I don't like the way I sound, don't like the way I look, get over it. It's the way you look the way you you sound (laughs) get over it because you got to go back to what you want that's why it's so important that action item of writing down what you want because if what you want is big enough what you want your life to look like for you and your friends and your family then you'll get over the way you look and over the way you sound and you'll actually start posting video remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action take action on that today